Good morning, afternoon, and evening. It's Sunday, January 30th. We're here on the Rude Dog podcast. Who the hell is Rude Dog? We don't even know. Does he even exist? Maybe not. Today, your host is here with me, Dylan. Uh, We got Phil on the line and also MMC. Say hello, everybody. Hello. Hello, hello. (laughs) I'm trying to figure out why you're doing my show. You're doing a good job. You want to trip off the old block. (laughs) Someone has to do it. No, I was going to say we'll pass the mic back to Phil now, now that the intro is done. Also, real quick, a sponsor note. We don't have one, but Fabletics, if you'd want to, sponsor me. What's up? Anyway, go ahead, Dad. All right. Well, uh, you know who's on the on the podcast. Uh, MMC, uh, Dylan, don't interrupt. And um, <laughs> we're going to talk. Dylan's my son. Don't be cranky. Yeah. And uh, we're going to talk about martial arts. We started a recording earlier, and it was interrupted uh, for whatever reason, doesn't matter. So we're going to try to do this again. So I hope you all enjoy it. And um, I'll put my email in the description when I publish if you have any questions um, or anything you'd like to know. All right, Dylan, let's uh, uh, see if, what you remember. If I could interject, for those submitting questions to Phil's email, put Rude Dog Podcast questions in the subject line so he can know. So it's not just a random question being sent to his inbox and he's like, why are you talking to me? Thank you very much. I pretty, <laughs> appreciate that. All good. And uh, and before I start again, actually, I wanted to apologize to MMC because he was he had asked me something and he had prompted me and then he was getting into a story when everything got cut off so i do apologize about that but we'll get back to it eventually i figure so cool yeah let's just run through uh, what we were talking about you know, before we got hacked and uh got hacked yeah <laughs> yeah and uh you know just it, uh, it's the subject right now is <clears throat> his passion for uh martial arts and so go ahead dylan yeah, I was going to say, I got a little long-winded last time, so we can actually keep this one a little briefer to keep for a better timeline overall. But, um, um, you know, remember really young, being about seven, eight years old, being interested in karate. Uh, my mother said, no, I couldn't do that because she didn't think I would stick with it. I'm still a little bitter about it, as you can tell. Um, <laughs> uh, but as I got older, around 14 years old, um, started watching the new Karate Kid, which I have seen the old ones, and I also love Cobra Kai, new series, not sponsored by Cobra Kai, but check it out on Netflix if you're <clears throat> if you're not a schmuck. Um, but yeah, I approached my dad, Phil, here, and I asked him, hey, do you care if I take Taekwondo? Because I wanted something to do. I was just kind of, frankly, I was just kind of bored all the time sitting around at the house. You know, we didn't have a lot of money growing up, didn't have a lot to do. Um wanted to get out of my room, wanted something like a physical activity to do. So I checked all those boxes. Uh, Fast forward two years later, I was still into it, but I was finishing up uh, what would be my Taekwondo career at a blue two, blue belt level two. And then that's when my father reapproached me and asked me if I would like to try to learn Gong Fu from a man he worked with. And I, yeah, I was game. So I said, sure. And then, well, that's basically where we were when the recording cut off the first time. So we can we can slow down a little bit here to get uh, some of those funny notes back in. 
Um, But I remember my father took me to, his name was Shifu Gerard. Shifu means uh, elder master, elder teacher, what have you in Chinese. Just a little fun side note here. So when you watch, when you watch Kung Fu Panda and you remember that he calls him Master Shifu, he's literally calling him Master Master. (laughs) Shifu is not a name, it's a title. That's for everybody out there. Um, but yeah, so he took me to Shifu Gerard's house. And I also specifically remember he had, uh, Shifu Gerard had requested that I wear like a sweatshirt and long pants, which would be the trend as uh, for things going forward. We only wore shirts. We wore shorts very rarely. And the old the joke was, well, why, do we, why can't we wear shorts? And the joke was that Oh, well, you know, we're a bunch of old guys, so if we were shorts, you know, a nut or two might pop out while we're doing stretches. And it's like that little tingle up your spine, like, Ugh. <laughs> That's why I wore pants. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I specifically remember you had gone to Walmart and got me, like, this little cheapy, just blue, like, cobalt blue sweatshirt, and I wore my white gi pants. And I just remember feeling and looking like a dork and feeling very out of my element and out of place at Shifu Gerard's house that Nixon tried to call me just now like she's trying to sabotage us um but I had a a really good time it was hard which I actually liked I liked that it was actually difficult and challenged me that that still sticks with me today and as a general note I like to be I like to be physically and mentally challenged that's why I still exercise and that's why I enjoy like stuff like I love chess I'm I'm always playing a chess game on my phone with somebody um that's not even all um, but I also remember leaving that night when you came to pick me up, Dad, and I was thankful that it was dark because I was like sitting in the passenger seat of the Mustang crying because my forearms were so freaking sore because Shifu Gerard had taught me a lot of very hard blocks with the wrist and the forearm. And I remember you turned to me, you're like, well, did you like it? Do you want to go back? And I was like, yeah, I liked it. I'd like to go back. And then I started, uh, I, 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 I started phasing out of Taekwondo. Um, I started going, you know, I, I used to go two, three, four times a week. I started going, you know, once or twice a week. And then finally when the contract was up, I just quit going and I stuck with uh, Kung Fu full time. And that so how many went, years of Kung Fu do you have under your belt? Yeah, no, I was about to say, if honestly, I could recall most everything today. So if, if we're talking active participation and practice and even like yeah. the teaching that I did, um, mm-hmm. five years. Okay. Give me a barometer. What's that? Sorry. No, that's good. It gives me a good idea uh, of, of, of things. You know, um, you got a half a decade of focus on one art, uh, Kung Fu. I, I pronounce it that way. I have a whole whole lot of respect. I mean, a whole lot of respect for all the, the martial arts, but for some reason, especially Kung Fu. I just feel like it's because it's so spiritual. It's spirit. It's supposed to be spiritually based at its core. Um, because you know, there's a lot of those those um, those Buddhist influences there, um, and like our logo is literally it's a dragon, a tiger, a mantis, a panther, and a snake all in a ring, and the ring says, you know, protect the weak, the innocent, the truth, and that's why it's white hand gong fu because that's representative of the purity in the uh, the symbolism. And, you know, I've been asked about that before. Like, oh, well, why is it white hand? And, you know, I give them the whole spiel. I'm like, bro, it's it's a metaphor. It's not to be taken literally because that would be how ironic it would be 
It's like, yeah, we have a Chinese martial art, but we're going to call it white hand because it's taught by white men. That doesn't even make sense, man. Don't don't come at me with that fucking garbage. Excuse me, pardon my friend, but it just irritates me to no end. <sighs> All right. So uh, then you uh, decided that you were joining the military, which I, uh, you know, very proud of you for that. And uh, one of us has to. Huh? One of us has to be proud of my service. <laughs> yes, sure we do. And uh, also, uh, what I was wondering did did you continue your your arts, uh, your, your practice and, and stuff? Um, here and there, I did. Um, it was actually I I remember this actually after I got out of boot camp, which I was in boot camp for about four months because of clearance issues and. They couldn't get a hold of, you know, my mother and everything. And they're like, well, you don't know where your mom is. And I'm like, no, I don't talk to her. I haven't talked to her since I was 15 years old. And I was, you know, I was 19, 20 when I went through boot camp. And I, I specifically remember the investigator saying like, oh, I, I don't believe you. And I'm thinking to myself, I didn't say anything, but in my head, I'm thinking, hmm, I really don't care. <laughs> yeah. This was like, you know, this was like week two and I was just getting adjusted. And I was so tired, but, um, active teaching i remember i had a few guys come out to the because i was on quarry station for my a school uh because i was an it in the navy um tiny tiny base you know you could you could walk through the front gate spit and you'd hit the other side of it yeah <laughs> that <laughs> was remember, in florida correct it was it was in pensacola florida still love that place uh, that was such a good time being there yeah but I, I remember I had a few guys from my class because I just I just got to talking about it one day and I mentioned that I teach and like some of the guys were like, oh, well, like, would you teach us? And I was like, I don't see why not. And I reached out to Egan, who was Shifu Gerard's son, and I kind of got his blessing, you know, because I was I didn't want to like just start spreading that without their permission because I, I wasn't out here trying to pretend to be something I wasn't. You know, I didn't want to come off like, oh, no, I'm a Shifu. I'm the master. Like. Not even close, man. I never even got to Gold Sash. Yeah. Um, which, very briefly, our ranking system was white, gold, green, red, black. And But that's the thing, though, is white sash, or uh, excuse me, gold sash takes so long to get that you're essentially at like a first level black belt for pretty much anything else comparatively, like karate, taekwondo, etc. Because once you get there, you've got three... Yeah, I believe you have three animal forms, two weapons forms, a basic fist form, all the stretching, all the conditioning. And it, it yeah, it takes you about a year and a half or two just to get there, which I know that's a fast timeline comparatively. Like, especially because I, I picked up Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu not too long ago. I haven't been actively going, just dealing with things here and there. But, you know, it takes you, you talk about, you talk to these people, man, it takes them 9, 10, 11, 12 years just to get a black belt for jujitsu. So it doesn't even compare, but regardless, sorry, not to get off topic. Um, I had a couple guys come to the little base gym and they had like a padded room where we set up a bunch of the hex, or not the hexagon, excuse me, the puzzle piece pads. And yeah, I taught my first class in like three years and that felt really good. And then after that it was a kind of like a one-off deal and then i basically just kind of it's, it's kind of sad to say now i kind of screw around and touch on things when i'm like here and there in my free time i haven't like actively sat down and i'm like all right i'm gonna do the stretching i'm gonna do the conditioning then we're gonna run through kicks then we're gonna run through fist form and then we're gonna go for the dragon etc cetera, etc cetera. 
Um, which it's neither here nor there, you know. It's not like I'm like, oh, I'm off of Kung Fu now. Because I know I mentioned in the first recording that I get bored of things really quick. Um, I st- it still holds a special place in my heart. It does. Um, but I just I just have other things that I, I'm focused on right now. Other And other physical ventures, too. Like, as you know, I, I go to the gym like three, four days a week here. I, I work out at my house one or two days a week. Um, we have bikes that we ride. You know, we take the dogs around the block all the time um i still have my old longboard that was a graduation gift that you got me my apex 40 diamond drop board um i still ride that around sometimes so oh you still have that huh i sure do i got rid of the one that a certain someone gave me well um, the one know. that made in one shot for me i got rid of that one because it was a it was an omen on this house <laughs> yeah well i still have all your hot wheels too okay yeah, that's good. Um, MMC, are you there? Right here. I was about to say, you don't sound. Yeah, no, I'm, I've been listening in, intently. I and uh, really appreciate um, um, all, all of that because uh, it brings back a lot of good memories. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Yeah. So, did you have any questions uh, for Dylan? Um, well, uh, um, of course, I you know a gazillion cool questions, um, <laughs> but out of the idea, <clears throat> just to kind of match in a little bit, um, I was young at a certain you know at a certain point I wanted to get in, for some reason get involved. I had to be only uh, I'm going to say I was 12, and um, I went to you know my parents and uh, they they you know no we can't do that and you know for whatever reason. You know what I mean? Uh, between monetary mm-hmm. and and they didn't want you joining one of those karate gangs, you know, that were that were all the craze back in the eighties. <laughs> you know, so I, I I missed out at that point. Um, began to go into hockey, and then uh, skated for many years. Um, moved to Florida, and at that time there wasn't hockey here. Now there is, and um, so I got involved in uh, martial arts as an exercise. Uh, just as a sport, not, not as uh, anything else than that. It's something to do, uh, something to camaraderie and fun and made a lot of good friends. Um, yeah. The guy that I trained under, I became best friends with. And um, we just uh, did a lot of cool things together, you know, from work and, and everything uh, for many years. I noticed that after about eight years I kind of got the hang of it um it just the light gently turned on and it was really neat for me and then um I became <laughs> um you know the phrase the dummy um uh three nights a week uh got to be able to be thrown on the floor you know the floor and I loved every second of it yeah that was precious to me to be able to be thrown by and the one I was studying under he was only a fourth dan physically moving forward and this was taekwondo that evolved into hapkido okay and, uh, I was about to say because you said fourth dan so okay yeah so he was only a fourth dan physically but he was um, even keel um, he could bench 400 uh, pounds uh, so oh, he was good and, good and strong um, he was about oh, 5'10 and um, well-liked by everybody in the community. Um, and 
I mean, I'm letting you know, three nights a week being thrown around after a few years. Um, man, I Then, I'm going to tell you this, I, I went back up to Michigan and began to play hockey again. And I took martial arts on the ice. And was that ever a blast? <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. It was something. I could tell you some good ones. But when you have martial arts and you really get it down, uh, like anything, you know, hockey especially, it's it's a great equalizer. You can go in there and one day score a goal and next day not win that game. And it's the same thing with anything. You, if you accept that, at least I, I felt, you know, um, that sometimes you got to take your bumps and bruises. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and if I could interject for a second. Yes. Um, it, it's kind of along the same lines of uh, Egan, Chief Gerard's son again. He used to tell us all the time that because uh, that, there's a line in the new Karate Kid, which is about Kung Fu, um, where he's like, uh, where Jackie Chan says, oh, God, I'm getting some echo feedback. Sorry about that. Um, but there's a line in that movie where Jackie Chan says to Jane Smith, he's like, uh, he's like, it's in how you put on the jacket. Kung Fu is in how you take it off. It's how you turn on the light. It's how you turn on the water, how you turn it off, et cetera. Kung Fu is in everything you do. And, you know, you can chalk that up for just like, oh, corny, inspirational writing. But in actuality, that's very true. And I mm-hmm. think it rings true more so in just how you carry yourself in general. Like, you know, you can you can flop your, your you know, your fatty muscle legs around the house and slouch and fling your hand onto a doorknob and rip it open and go into the whatever room you're in. Or you can carry yourself with some poise, you know, you can care and you can put in that extra half percent of effort in whatever it is you're doing. So you're basically just like, you know, just don't carry yourself like a slob is what I really took from that. Um, nice. And I, yeah, I still carry that with me today. Um, which that's the funny thing is cause I'm in, I'm in college right now. And even the classes I don't care about, I just, I cannot half ass them. I just, I'm the anti procrastinator. I, I have to take them seriously. And it's like, I can dread every second of it, but it's like the work is going to get done one way or the other. So that's, that's kind of how I look at that. So just to kind of tack onto what you were saying. I um, remember um, coming out of a Hank Williams junior concert and um, someone was trying to steal my vehicle. Oh, jeez! And I, I couldn't fathom it, you know? And um, I yelled to him to get get the away from my vehicle. Yeah. And he was able to run at such a speed right directly at me. He was probably 40 yards plus or minus from me. And uh, he threw a full tackle and tackled me down um, that quick. It was amazing how fast he was. And mm-hmm. uh, blew out my shoulder, split my... Uh, yes my forehead wide open luckily it was on the grass yeah and was on top and he threw a punch and i was able to block it luck of the draw you know it happens right got yeah lucky there rolled over top and took my thumb and put it behind his ear slowly so he couldn't even see a punch come through and uh went into that nerve and then he began to flop through the parking lot uh it was amazing <laughs> and I was able to get going and get out of the way uh, without being harmed any further and he didn't steal my vehicle yeah well, that, 
That's awesome. Hey, I got a real quick question, Dylan. Uh, real quick. Um, okay. Tell the listeners when you're moving down to Florida. No, not right now. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. To be, to be, to be determined. <laughs> okay. Well, as long as you keep with uh, with no in or uh, yeah, if, as long as there's it remains there's no income tax, it'll always be a consideration. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, was there anything else you wanted to talk about right now that interests you, or was go ahead, Dylan? Life or whatever. Anything else about it? Oh, um, well, I, I could expand on uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu a little more. That's kind of, and I think I I talked to you about it briefly, Dad, where I was like, um, yeah, you know, I just kind of miss. It, it's like you said, MMC, about the the camaraderie. It's like that's really real. I and the ironic thing is, I I felt more camaraderie in uh, Kung Fu and Taekwondo and everything than I ever did in my service in the navy um which that's that's its own story for its own day but uh no i just i was i really had like that empty feeling which don't get me wrong you know i have friends here because i live in virginia now i just i got out of the navy in november of 2018 and i had a house and everything and there was no reason for me to leave so i ended up staying but uh yeah, I just I, I kind of missed having friends that like, you know, you could smack each other around and then you pick each uh, pick each other up off the ground and shake hands and laugh about it and then go back the next day and do it all again. And um, at my gym that I go to now, my coach, Andre, he had hired on another coach. Her name was Taylor. And she was uh, her dad owned jujitsu place and, and you know she was real big into it and so was her brother who he's actually he's a professional mma fighter now out in california with team team alpha i believe um but yeah he had uh he had passed along to her that i was kind of like in the market for it and then uh, she was like yeah just come on a wednesday because that that was the nogi night and that's more of like a wrestling takedown night and i i enjoyed it enough you know so yeah, I decided to go back, so I ordered my I ordered my first gi, and it was way too big. <laughs> so I took it to the tailor and ordered another gi in the interim, which ended up being blue. And you know, it depends on who you talk to, what color gi you should get. Like, oh, you've got your traditionalists that are like, oh no, it needs to be white, or like those people that are like, well, your gi should be in uh, accordance with your belt level. So like, you can't get a blue gi until you at least hit blue. It's like that, whatever. Uh, Coach Mark over at Gustavo Machado Norfolk does not care because he's a really good dude and he focuses on the meat and potatoes of what is important about jiu-jitsu. Um, and then that uh, that first gi that was way too big never ended up getting tailored. It sat at the tailor for three weeks and I went in one day and I was like, hey, what's going on? And the lady was like, oh, I forgot. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to need that back then because that's frankly inexcusable. It's You've had this long. She told me it'd be a week. And then a week passed and I went to pick it up and she said, oh, I haven't done it. Okay, that's fine. I've been to this tailor before. She's a nice lady. She's a local. Okay, cool. Another week passes. I call her this time because I'm not an idiot. She says, oh, well, it's, it's not ready, but it'll be ready in a few days. Okay, cool. Whatever, man. I'm trying to be nice about this. Another week passes. Week three again. And I, I go up there again this time because I'm thinking to myself, yeah, she's not going to put it off for a third week, right? Well, lo and behold, I'm actually the dummy in that situation because it wasn't ready. So I took it and I just, I haven't done anything with it. I, I never, I've worn it like once or twice. This was actually, this was the gi that you got for me, dad. The, the, the 93 brand one. It's, it's like an olive, it's like a really light olive green. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. 
Yeah, I really like that one. Love the color. Can't wear it because it's too freaking big, and I just never took it to a tailor. Yeah, um, maybe I'll get some time, take it in, and have it altered, and then you can use it again. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing, too, is... So I think you and I talked. We'll, we'll get a little... quote. We'll get deep for a second. So I got diagnosed with bipolar depression not that long ago, about two, three months ago. Um, which made a lot of sense for me based on just how things had unfolded in my life and how I had chosen to navigate certain things. Um, but before, because the uh, psychiatrist started me on what's called Latuda. It's a uh, loracidone is the actual medicine. I believe it's loracidone uh, HCL. And it, uh, it raises dopamine in one part of my brain and lowers it in another. And it's helped a lot, actually. I'm on 40 milligrams right now. Take it every single day. It's been really good for me. It's been really good for my relationship with my girlfriend, Bernie, who lives with me. Um, it's I feel like I'm just a better person to be around in general. Well, that's good. Um, but before I had started taking the medicine, I just got in this really, I just got in a slump where, you know, I was, because I was going to the gym three times a week. I was going to jujitsu minimum twice a week. Sometimes I would go three times. I think I only did that once or twice. But I just felt like I was getting worn down and I felt like I was burning the candle from both ends, you know? Yeah. And mind you, I'm, I will be 27 this year, so I'm still very young. But I just, you know, I felt like I was like, there's no excuse for this. Like, I'm still really young. I still have my youth about me. Like, I eat pretty well. I'm pretty active. Like, what the hell's going on? Um, so I decided to take a break. And I actually haven't been back for... I think it's been I think it's been like two or three months now since I went, which because I had just paid for a year up front because it was like way cheaper that way to do it. Um, but I have resolved that I do want to go back come probably the spring because I, I know that it's partially the weather because I always had I've always known that I had seasonal depression growing up because whenever the winter would hit, I would get really bogged down and like my bones would ache in the cold. Like I felt like I was 80, you know, and I was just like, I don't want to go outside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't blame um, you. I didn't want to go outside either. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, th I think come like once it starts warming up here, like February, March, a little bit come like cusp of spring, I'll probably go back because I do want to get at least a blue belt in jujitsu before I call it quits, quits. Um, and then, oh yeah, no, I meant to say too, um, I'll keep this brief. I had also started Muay Thai at the same location because uh, we did have a crew there, a crew Bruce, really, really soft-spoken, knowledgeable, really good guy. Um, I enjoy that a lot. And I think it really just boils down to ultimately, I will always like striking arts more than grappling, but that's just a personal preference. I'm not speaking on what I find to be more effective or what have you, because in a sense, it's all effective um, when you're dealing with people who are just kind of like untaught criminals. <laughs> like yeah. if we're, you know, if we're talking about your your run of the mill delinquent, like like uh, MMC said, just some guy who stole my car and he just thought to tackle me to the ground. Like yeah. you'll, you're always better off having something than nothing. Um, I just prefer striking arcs because I love my kicks. Hence yeah. why I started with Taekwondo, because I was like, man, kicks are cool, and I can kick really freaking hard. <laughs> I like um, I like Taekwondo Taurus. You ever hear of that? You, are you talking about your uh, your Taurus, whatever your... Uh... <laughs> My 40 cal? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, you know, or whatever. 
God, what what an old man gun! Why don't you why don't you get with the program and get a Glock or something or get a yeah, Beretta? I've got, I've got some Rugers and stuff. So anyhow, uh, I think that covers it quite a bit, and sounds like you're getting ready when the weather gets warm. I know it's I know uh, being up there is hard, you know, because yeah, we just had snow again. Actually, it snowed oh, another five or six inches. Yeah, and, and you know, I hate to even say it, man, but like Thursday is going to be in the 80s here, and you know, it makes me feel bad for you guys up there in the snow. Not really, because I could. I don't actually. Day. I don't hate the cold this year. I don't. Something like a switch in my brain flipped. I've actually really enjoyed this cold season. I think it was because growing up, I never really had to understand what it meant to have a winter wardrobe. So yeah. now you only have like sweatpants and like actual like joggers and like pants and mid layers and sweatshirts and hoodies and like I got a winter coat for the first time this year. I actually yeah. had that pre-contextual knowledge to understand that like yeah you can't just wear shorts and flip-flops and like a hoodie all the yeah, time. He's uh, outside. <laughs> I was too poor to get you a jacket for the winter. Oh that's right. We lived in Georgia. Never mind. Yeah. Well, it still got pretty chilly from what I, that was the ironic thing was when I was younger, it didn't bother me. And I want I just wanted to wear shorts to school and you and you and my mother threw a whole fit about it. And you're like, oh, you're going to get sick, which we know now that you don't even get sick from the freaking cold. That's not how that works. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. So, well, hey, Dylan, I appreciate you coming on the show today. Uh, I appreciate you having me. Well, one day we'll hear from Rude Dog. If he if he's even real, well, he could be. That's you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm just Gary says that he's my friend. He's a ghost. So, but yeah, he'll be on one day and stuff. He's your friend. He's your best friend who goes to a different school, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I would like to thank Miles for being on again today, and um, I appreciate it. And we're going to go ahead and end this podcast. And I will talk to you both later. No, thank thank you guys for having me. And thank you for the question. Oh, no, man. We appreciate it uh, um, that you came on. All right.